Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So you just left in the middle of the day. Did you ever text him and say, hey, I left? No, I didn't. Okay, so what? that's a weird way to break up with somebody you've been living with for 10 months. It was just easier for me to leave that way because it was just too much oh, of a Oh, yeah, no, it's always easier. It's always easier for the person who's breaking <laughs> up to not have decency. This is the plaintiff, Randy Harvey. He says he and the defendant dated and she cleaned him out, robbing him of his money and a PlayStation. She stole $4,503.91 and he's here suing her for it today. This is the defendant, Crystal Polk. She says she only took her own belongings when she left the house they shared. And he's lying when he says she stole money and a PlayStation from him because he's mad she haven't left him. She's accused of robbing a guy blind. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Thank you, Your Honor. Okay, Mr. Harvey. Um... You were dating Ms. Polk, and you dated her for how long? For about a year. Okay. And were you actually living together? For about, like, at least, I'd say about, like, 10 months. She was staying with me for about 10 months. Okay. All right. So on July 21st, you come home, and what do you think has happened? Um, I left to work 5 o'clock in the morning, and I came home at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Everything was gone. The house just kind of looked a little destroyed. Clothes hangers was everywhere. Um, merchandise and stuff was missing and everything like that. I had money in the house just to pay my bills because I just started back working and my money was gone and everything else. We didn't have no arguments. There was no domestic violence, no dispute or anything like that. Like I said, I made her some tea in the morning and I just went on about my business. It was just a regular day to me. Okay. And what was it that had happened? Did she leave you? Uh, yes. Okay. So that's how she broke up with you? Yes. When, do, you have pictures of, do you have pictures of how it looked when you got there? Uh, yes, I sent them over the to you guys in email. Yes. Okay, these are hangers, but they're not strewn about like one would see in a robbery. Um, yeah. There's some clothes. Whose clothes is that? Them is my belongings. So basically just everything was just dumped out. 
Like, it was just like she was just going through stuff, looking for stuff that she that she could take that's valuable. All right, pick up closet, router, router, because you say she stole your routers, right? Yeah, she took the routers to the Wi-Fi and everything. She took chargers. Like, it was just, it was really devastating. She took a magic bullet? Yes, I bought a blender and stuff like she that. Took she AirPods? took AirPods? Yes, she took AirPods and everything. She took these earrings? Then was my daughter earrings and stuff like that. Then was a picture I sent to her grandmother. Like I said, I went into the jury box in the closet. The earrings was gone and everything. Right, so how do you have the earrings to take a picture of them and hand them to court? No, then was the picture I sent to her grandmother, letting her know I bought earrings for my daughter for her birthday. Whose hand is that? That's my hand. Okay, all right. Uh, Ms. Polk, can I ask you a question? How old are you? I'm 20. 20. How old are you, Mr. Harvey? Um, 27. Okay. You don't look 20. I got to tell you, Ms. Polk. <laughs> you look a lot younger. <laughs> and everyone tells me that. <laughs> I bet they do. And one day you'll be happy about that. Uh, I guarantee it. So what happened here? Why was the breakup uh, like a stealth breakup in the middle of the day? And he says he had no clue. Is that true? Did it happen that way? And if so, why? Um, I left when he wasn't home because every time I did try to leave, it would always be like a problem. He was like blocking the doorway so I wouldn't get out. And he was like trying to take my phone from me. And like, he was just like not letting me leave until my mom pulled up and he let me leave. So. Okay. And but what would he say? He, we were just arguing over, you know, something, and he was just mad and he was just yelling at me, and I was just trying to get my stuff to leave, and he was just blocking, blocking my way out. So I left. So you just left in the middle of the day. Did you ever text him and say, hey, I left? No, I didn't. Okay. So you, that's a weird way to break up with somebody you've been living with for 10 months. It was just easier for me to leave that way because it was just too much oh, of yeah, a Oh, yeah, no, it's always easier. It's always easier for the person who's breaking <laughs> up to not have decency. It's not that it's not easier, it's that it's not the way to do it appropriately. Now, let me ask yeah. you a question. I mean, like, I, 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 I'm shocked when someone breaks up with somebody through text. You're a level beneath that. You didn't even text. He says you stole a bunch of stuff. Did you take money from his closet? Did you take his magic bullet, his AirPod Pro, his charger, routers, his daughter's earrings, yada, yada, yada? Did you take all that stuff from him? No, I didn't take, I did take the internet because that is mine, it's in my name, and I sent all the proof of everything that was mine, that w the internet was in my name, everything else I didn't, it didn't take, it was, everything I took was mine. So okay, charger, so you took your phone. charger, according to you, you took the routers because they were in your name, what'd you do with them? Did you return them to the cable company or the... Yeah, I returned it back to Spectrum um, because I wasn't using them over here, so I okay. returned them and back. did you take uh, the magic bullet? Uh, no, I don't, even, I don't even have one. Okay. Did you take AirPods Pro? No, he never had no AirPods. Do you have a receipt for AirPods Pro? I know you're just taking pictures off the internet, Mr. Harvey, and showing them to me, but do you have an actual receipt? I purchased them earlier this year. I have the boxes and everything. I still have all my little devices, but the AirPods is not there. Like I said, she's okay. sleeping with everything and stuff like that. Let me show you the okay. box. Okay. You... Uh, no, I kind of want you to show me the receipt. Do you have the receipt? I don't have the receipts. I purchased them all in Jan uh, all my merchandise. I, p I purchased them in January. All right. Uh, did you take the daughter's earrings, Miss Polk? No, I don't even wear earrings. Show me your ears right now. Am I looking at earrings right now? No. Mm -mm. All right. No. Did you take the daughter's earrings though? Anyway, no. No, I did not. So let me ask you a question. I'm looking at the documents that she provided into evidence, and in these documents, it is 
abundantly clear that the Spectrum equipment is in her name. And that's Spectrum equipment anyway, that's stuff that has to be returned. How is it that you sue for that when it's not even under your name? I was the primary herder of the account. I paid, I paid the bills and stuff like that. And so they came back out since I'm the primary holder, they came back out and reset up my internet. I'm sorry, did she or didn't she return the routers to Spectrum? She did, and when I contact Spectrum, me and her then is both on the out? account. How are you out anything? How are you out anything? I don't care who pays the bill, it's in her name. She's supposed to, she did the responsible thing and took the routers to return them because if you don't return them, she gets billed several hundred dollars. So she did the actually responsible thing, took them with her and returned them. How is it you should pocket $133.94 for that as though you owned the routers? The answer is no way should that happen. Now. Tell me again why you have a picture of your hand with the earrings in your hands. Like I said, because that's so suspicious earrings, to me. That was a picture I sent to my daughter's grandmother, letting them know I had the earrings. Can you prove that? Can you show me the the picture that you sent to your daughter's grandmother, letting her know that you like? Can you kind of get that on your phone and show it to me so I can feel a little better about the fact that there's a picture of earrings that are supposedly missing, so one could not take a picture of them especially on the heels of finding out that you're trying to pocket $133 for routers that don't belong to you and for a service that's not in your name? No, I do not have that text message with me talking to her grandma about oh, the Okay, earrings. all right, like so here's, here's a video that you introduced into evidence. I'd like to see what that is supposed to show me. Who is, that's her? Yes, that's her and some dude. Who's a fellow yes. with her? Is that a new boyfriend? Know. Yeah, he's just um, someone I'm staying with, uh, yeah. Oh, you're staying with another person now. Is he your boyfriend or is he? Um, temporarily, yes. No, he's not. He's your temporary boyfriend or you're temporarily staying with him? <laughs> no, just, it's just um, I'm just staying here for now until I get, until I get another place. <laughs> okay, what, what is, you've submitted these videos into evidence. What is it you want me to glean from them? That what, that she left you? We all know she left you. That was me leaving 5 o'clock in the morning. That's my neighbor's footage because I didn't know what was going on. Like I said, it was a regular day to me. People are allowed to up. leave you. Okay, but hold on. Mm -hmm. People are allowed to be mean. They're allowed to be tasteless. They're allowed to be... It's not a lawsuit that you got dumped. People get dumped every day. I've been dumped. Now you've been dumped. Lots of people have mm -hmm. been dumped, okay? That's not a lawsuit. You got to be able to prove to me that she stole stuff from you. What kind of evidence do you have that there was 2,000 something dollars in a closet that she knew about? Like I said, I was on, I was on uh, unemployment. I was receiving unemployment benefits. I just started back working a week before that. Okay, so I'm working that, and I don't have $2,000 in a closet. How are you gonna prove that you had the $2,000 in the closet? I sent, I sent documents of me taking withdrawals of my money from the bank, from Bank of America. Right, that Therefore, doesn't prove it was in the closet though. It's kind of a hard thing to prove. By the way, did you call the police I, when you realized that she stole yes, the money? Yes, I did. I have the and police, you filed the police report. Guys, the police reports and everything. Right. What exactly. I want to know is what did the police do about it? Did they ever arrest her? They, they said it was a civil case and that I was in a relationship and I allowed her to have access to my stuff. So therefore, I would have okay. to take it to small claims court. Okay. Tell me about a, a money wired out of a bank account. What proof do you have of $700 yes. wired out of the bank account? Talk to me about that. So I became her payee in like March. So therefore, I'm dishing her. What do you her mean? Her, stuff. Stop, like stop, said, stop, stop. Her. What's her payee. I guess she can't. Uh, I guess she can't manage to ha uh, own her, uh, have her own funds or whatever the cause may be. Why do you need a payee, Ms. Polk? 
Uh, I'm on SSI. Um, so I did. I did have a payee. Okay, but I had you're to on my SSI. Mom off and I did, and I put him. Give me, give me a general idea about what you're on SSI for. I'm on SSI because I have um, depression and anxiety, and I had, I was a lot of, I was suicidal a lot. So they put me. How on much SSI. money are you? So do they require that you have a payee? Uh, yes, they do. So, um, yeah, they do. And how much money were you getting? A, are you are you getting a month? Um, I get seven hundred. Okay, so you made him your payee. That's correct. Yeah, when um when I moved in, I made him my payee because we were staying together. Okay. Um, and so you were her payee. And go on. Tell me what you what you were gonna say, Mr. Harvey. All right. So I became her payee and stuff like that. I, she was in debt. I helped her uh, pay her bills and stuff like that. Because like I said, from my understanding, I just seen a, a young lady being uh, be taken advantage of and stuff like that. Like I said, I grew up in foster care. I've been by myself. I have my own place. I have my own car. I've been working. I helped her get multiple jobs with the city and stuff like that. But like I said, due to pandemic, she lost her job. I guess she started getting depressed. You know, I'm at work all the time or whatever. So I guess she was feeling lonely. I really don't know what the cause was. That's why I was devastated when I came home and everything was gone. Not that we had an argument and I was trying to keep her from her will from leaving. She could leave all she wants. It's not going to affect me. My life is still going to go on, period. So like I said, I was her payee, giving her money and stuff like that. She, When she fleed and left, she had my personal email to where I had my social security, my bank cards and everything like that. To where she, two weeks after robbing me, she did a wire transfer from my own account. She created an online banking for me and everything like that. That's how she transferred the money to herself. Okay, here's my question to you. Would she do that every month? No, she would not. Uh, what's, like I said, I would get the money sent to me and I would ditch her So out. the first time she ever there. did this was at breakup time. Exactly. Ms. Polk, did you have $700 wired to yourself? Um, I did, because it was mine. So exactly how much did you wire to yourself? The 707, what I was supposed to be getting every month. Okay. When did you wire it to yourself? Um, the, day, the day it was deposited into the account. Okay. I have a question for you, Mr. Harvey. Is it accurate to say the following? That on the day that her money was deposited into, direct deposited into your account, that's when she did whatever she did inappropriately in order to get her own money out of your account? Right. Instead of reaching out to me and saying, you're my payee, can I receive my benefits? I did reach out. Hold on. I'm going to ask. Uh, you can answer that in a second. But it is her money, right? She didn't steal your money. She stole her money. Correct. Now, according to you, you were, you were interrupting and saying, but I did ask you. Tell me about that. I did text him several times. Uh, can you give my site back? And he just kept saying, calling me names and kept saying all this other stuff. So... Yeah, that's why I did. That's why I got my money the way what I did. What kind of names was he calling you? I got. I have screenshots. And he tried to delete it every time he sent me a message. You go and delete it on Instagram because you could delete your messages. So he kept trying to do that. But I, I said, "You're not gonna send me my money." All I did was leave, not give my money. He said, "Suck it." Oh, that's nice. Um, so it sounds like she's trying to do it the right way, and you are trying to hold her hostage because you don't like that you got no. dumped. No, you need to ask Mr. her to Harvey, check the Mr. Harvey, I find that you're unable to prove your case, and I'm finding in this case in, fa in favor of the defendant. That's my ruling. So the judge has made her decision. Let's see what the plaintiff feels about the outcome. Let's ask Ms., uh, Mr. Harvey, first off, the plaintiff. How do you feel about it, Randy? Uh, honestly, it was really unfair. Um, like I said, I just can't do nothing but just continue to keep living on with my life and just keep staying focused and um, empowering myself.
What did you think when you came home and she had she had cleaned you out, so to speak? What was your first reaction? Uh, honestly, I felt I thought I got robbed or whatever and stuff like that. I thought she went back to her parents' house and, and stuff like that. Like I said, it wasn't no bad blood or anything like that. I just wished that she would have just left my money and just took her belongings and just left. You learn anything from this experience about inviting her to move in and live with you? Uh, yeah, stay single. <laughs> All right. That's probably a smart decision for you. All right, Ms. Polk, let me talk to you. Uh, number one, where are you living now? It sounds like you just move in and live with guys. Is that right? You're living with another guy now? <laughs> um, I'm staying with a friend um, here temporarily. All right. Well, I hope you learned something from this experience. Uh, you're still young. You got, a, you got a lot to learn yet. It's funny, when you read the complaint in this case and when you heard initially, it sounded like, oh, maybe she did a wire transfer out of his account and took 700-something dollars, but you looked a little bit deeper and peeled a couple layers away and it turned out it's her money. Item by item, right. you could see that stuff right. was hers and he was just upset at being dumped. Right. Because he was in a position of power. He's seven years older than she is. Right. You know, he, he, he was used to commanding things and she took his power away by just leaving and creating this, actually, it was really interesting how she did that, creating the online banking so she could get her money. God bless her, all she took was her money. Oh, right, right. Patty wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. I heard somewhere that the security deposits were supposed to be placed in an interest-bearing account until the end of the lease. Is this something I made up or maybe just a good idea? Well, here's the thing. It is a good idea, and in some states, it is the law, and in other states, it is not. But here's what you can do. If you live in a state where it's not the law, you can still put it in your lease that the landlord is required to put your security in an interest-bearing account, even if the law doesn't say it, the lease can't. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Michael Day. He says he agreed to rent a two-bedroom apartment from the defendant. But when he went over to lease it, said the defendant was unaware of any lead problems in the paint. When he asked for his deposit back, he was denied and is suing for $2,500, the amount he owed. This is the defendant, Lucas. He says the plaintiff changed his mind about moving into the place because he got into a fight with his girlfriend. The plaintiff was the one who broke their agreement, and he owes nothing. He's accused of not returning money. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he rented a two-bedroom apartment from the defendant, but the guy would not disclose if there was lead in the apartment, so he wants his money back. Now, the defendant says the only reason the plaintiff doesn't want the place is because he got into a fight with his girlfriend, and he's not returning anything. It's the case of not getting the lead out. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Your Honor. Okay, Mr. Day. 
You were looking for a two-bedroom apartment, and you found one that the defendant had listed, correct? No, he did not list the apartment. I got the apartment through my girlfriend, Tracy. All right, so you go in there, you look at it, you like it, and you decide you're going to take it, right? I decide I want to take the apartment. I give his handyman the rent money, and I asked Ernie for a receipt. He said, Mr. Lewis, we'll be sending it to you with the lease. I did get the lease, but I never did get a receipt. Yeah, no. Never do that, ever, ever in your life. I know, I know now. Anyway, I don't think it's an issue in this case. You acknowledge getting $850 security deposit, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so it's not an issue, but you should never do that. So go on. Okay, so I got the lease, I think it was the 6th or the 7th of June. What was the deal, that you were renting it from June 1st? Right. I was running around, working, doing other things. I didn't get a chance to look at the lease. When I did look at the lease, I saw a lot of discrepancies in the lease that I never agreed to, like, showing... Okay, let's hold on one second. Before you tell me that, Mr. Lucas, why isn't the lease signed before the date that he's renting it? I don't... I don't live up in Troy. I live in Queens, New York. And I had to just get all the information and just... I used like a template. I just filled it out and mailed it out to him. Had I been there in person, I would have loved to do it right. in person. You but could I have emailed it to him, right? You could have emailed it. You could have done that before yeah, June 1st and emailed it to him. What happens when you let the guy move in um, is you don't have a lease. Now you have a month to month and he's already in there. Now it's you're in a position of weakness. So use a template, but get around to it before you give the guy the keys. Because the guy got the keys for June 1st in any event. You didn't have a lease beforehand. You didn't have a lease beforehand. There's no lease, as far as I'm concerned. And what it is, then, by operation of law, is a month-to-month tenancy. You didn't want to sign the lease. What was wrong with the lease you received, and why didn't you want to sign it? I didn't want to sign a lease because he basically said that I would have to take care of his property. He said that I would have to clean the backyard, keep the backyard cleaned, make sure the garbage is out every garbage day, whenever the garbage day was, shovel the snow take care of his property. I'm going to rent an apartment to take care of your property. He also signed, he sent me a letter stating that he was unaware whether or not the apartment had lead paint in it. I have two little daughters that I wanted to be there. So he wanted me to sign off on it as if I knew there was no lead paint in it, whether it was in there or not. All right, so right. Uh, why did, would his lease say that he had to shovel the snow? Prior to them taking the apartment, uh, Mr. Mr. Day and Tracy, Um, One of the reasons Tracy was so happy about the apartment is because she knew the previous tenant, and she said that the backyard was, like, what she really loved about the place. And we had discussed. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a nice garden back there. I was like, okay, so you're going to take care of the garden, right? I don't need to get a landscaper. And she said, yeah, sure, no problem. That's why I want the place. Just it's kind of standard to put the garbage out. What about the shoveling of the snow? Was Tracy going to do the snow um, shoveling too? That was all discussed. It's something that I usually would bring up to a tenant, to just shovel the snow. The front of the house is only like 15 foot wide and it was it was agreed upon and not an issue at the time. Um, the lead paint disclosure, it's standard. If you sign a lease in New York with, it, with a house that is built prior to the 70s, uh, if you don't have this lead paint disclosure, it's, it's not legal. It, 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 he's kind of right that, well, he's definitely right on, on the lead paint thing that, you know, anybody who owns something that's that old is going to do what he did, which is say, to the best of my knowledge, I have no idea, but I don't know. Um, and also, I don't think it's that unusual for to keep up the landscaping, but it doesn't matter. If you don't like it, you don't like it, and that's it. It's your prerogative. So you look at it, you don't like it, and 
bully for you. You decide I'm not signing this lease. Now what do we have? We have, by operation of law, what is called a month-to-month -month tenancy. And so each of you, what each of you have are the rights and obligations of nothing more than a month-to-month -month tenancy. You moved in or you took possession of the place for June 1st. When did you get around to reading the lease and deciding that you didn't want to sign it? When did you communicate that to Mr. Lucas? I gave him my address to where he was sending the lease on June 4th. I didn't get the lease until like June 7th. I turned the lights on, I think, it's June 10th. I, once I got the lease and I read it, I went back to the um, electrical company. Well, you had to turn the, the lights on in the place to read it? When? <laughs> no, not to read it. No, you I was going to plan on picking the apartment until I got the lease and started reading right. it. And once I read it, I knew I didn't okay. want that apartment. Okay. So, so let me ask you a question, Mr. Day. You're suing today because you want not only your first month's <laughs> rent back and your security deposit back, but also $800 in travel expenses and time from work. Let's put the travel expenses and time from work to a side. And let's talk right okay. now about rent and security deposit. If okay. you rent a place from June 1st, according to your own testimony, until what's the day you told them I don't want it? June what? I believe it was um, 17th, I think. How I on God's so. green acres should you be entitled to get back that month of rent? Actually, I never did live there. I never did go in there to live. I just put my things in there. Yeah, that's not, but and you understand that's not the standard. You've been there 17 days. I don't care how much time you spent there. You've rented it for 17 days. He's suing for the security deposit. And Mr. Lucas, you won't return that to him. Why? He came up with all these excuses with the lease. And I say excuses because I understand he didn't sign it on the first, but we had verbally discussed it over the phone, every single issue in the lease. And he came up with other things. He also had a problem that his girlfriend's name, Tracy, was on the lease. I believe that that was the whole issue with this that he got into something Why do you Tracy, believe that? And that's because th that's the only thing that made any sense. I, I tried to talk to Tracy. She was all, all acting strange. The fact that she didn't want her name on the lease was kind of weird. I don't know. But everything else is standard. I've never had a problem with the lease. But regardless, he didn't give me back the keys until the 20th. And at that time, I had discussed with my, my, Mr. Day that I thought I might be able to find someone to get the apartment for the following month, July 1st. I like Mr. Day, that's why I chose him and Tracy. They seemed really nice. I wish nothing but the best for you, Mike. You, you seem like a super nice guy. But I tried to find someone for July. That fell through. I, I expressed, if I get someone for July, I'm not looking to double dip. I don't want to collect right. rent from two different well, did people. You, did if you end unhappy, up renting the place out? I was able to first rent it out for the month of August. The place was out, out, right. unoccupied for July. I had only like two, three days to actually get the place rented for July. Mike had understood this and we were talking the whole time, but he got excited because I said I had leads and when the leads didn't materialize, he got upset. And he, he started texting right. me stuff that was and totally contradictory. And then decided to sue for, for all of this. Right, look, here's how it works. Bully for you that you decided, I don't want the place and I'm changing my mind and you had the option to go ahead and do that. But who does that cost? Does that cost him or does that cost you? When you are in a month-to-month -month tenancy, your state of New York and most states, frankly, require 30 days notice in order to break a month-to-month -month tenancy. That's a tenancy with no lease, just a verbal agreement. A month-to-month -month tenancy requires a full 30 days, not 
30 days from the day I feel like telling you, but a 30-day cycle, rental cycle. So he doesn't have to return June, and he doesn't have to return July either because that's that 30 days. That puts him in a position where he's not making money. He's just not losing money on your behalf because you changed your mind, all right? So I am not going to order him to return June, and I am not going to order him to return July, and I'm definitely not going to order him to return travel expenses to and from work because you're actually losing the case. Verdict for the defendant. So the plaintiff loses big time in this case, and I'm sure he learned something about the law about renting. Mr. Lucas, the defendant, how do you feel about it, Mr. Lucas? Um, this is what I was expecting, but I'm not a lawyer, so I'm happy to be validated, but I, I only wish the best for uh, Mike and uh, his girlfriend and his daughters. I wish that he was uh, just uh, happy with the place and still living there. Like I said, nothing but the best for him. Hope good luck in the future. All right, Mr. Day, let's find out how you're feeling about it right now. You're not too happy, I'm sure. What do you think? Not happy at all, no. You learned a lot from yeah. this, haven't you? Yeah, I learned not to trust anybody over the phone again. Well, it's good to know the law, too, when you rent. All right. Thank you very much. That'll do it for this case. Let's see what the judges have to say now. Time for another edition of After the Verdict. A written lease protects both parties, a landlord and a tenant, in a situation where you're renting an apartment. The lease sets the rules, correct? Correct. If you looked at leases for apartments in this area, I guess it's Troy, New York, or somewhere in upstate New York, um, you're not going to find one that doesn't have a lead paint clause in it, right? right. Well, I don't know. You're from upstate You're... New York. I'm from well, Miami where everything's nice well, and shiny and new. Certainly. <laughs> I, think, I think it's like required. Yeah. It's, in, it's in practically every lease. And some of the, the terms that he was disagreeing with or that he suddenly found objectionable, I was a little surprised. I didn't think you bought it either. Like, oh, uh, oh you're going to have to take out the garbage? Oh, yeah. That was, I forget. <laughs> It's like, well, yeah, wait, that wait, was wait. one of the things. I got to take right. out my garbage. I'm right. like, what? No, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah, I have to flush my own toilets. Stuff like that. <laughs> These are things that people know is going to be a part of the lease. Yeah, Just... although I, I do think that he has, like, you might think the landlord's responsible for landscaping right. and shoveling snow if That's there's true. snow outside. But he changed his mind for whatever reason. And, you know, good about. for him. He's not stuck there a year because right. the landlord didn't see to it that the lease was signed beforehand. Right. So Bruce wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. How long have you been a lawyer? I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> and why did you choose the law? You know, that's... I chose the law because I wanted to get into politics, honestly. I really wanted to get into politics. And I have been a junkie of politics all my life. Uh, that never happened. I may not be in politics, but I got the people's court. That'll do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Masood Wardak. He says he hired the defendant to tint his windows, and the guy did a terrible job. He let him do it again, and this time he got glue all over his car. He wants a refund and is suing for that $200 he paid. This is the defendant, Domingo Ahorio. He says he redid this guy's tints twice, and there's simply no pleasing him, because both jobs he did were excellent. He doesn't owe the plaintiff a refund, because he never brought the car back to him so he could retrieve his tints, and is still riding around with them on his car. He's accused of being shady. All parties, please raise your right hands. 
Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff hired the defendant to tin his car window, says the inept guy did a terrible job. But the defendant says he redid the guy's windows twice, and there's simply no pleasing him because he's just looking for a free job. It's the case of being super shady. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Yarna. Okay, Mr. Wardak, you decided that you wanted to have some tints on your car, correct? Correct, Your Honor. Where did you want the tints? On my front windshield and my passenger and driver window. Why? Um, just to block the sun coming in. Okay. So you hired Mr. Aorio to do it for you, and you pay him how much? He said it would be about $200. I said, okay. I dropped off the vehicle. Gives me a call in about two hours or so. Come pick it up. I pick it up. I take a look at it. I see there's bubbles and stuff all in the windows. You know, it takes some time for them to go away. So I gave it time. Okay. I gave it about a week. I called them, told them about the bubbles and the line that was going across my windshield. It was messing up my vision. So I take it okay. in. We try to, uh, the windows need to be all redone. Okay. So get it in there, have them redo the windows. I pick it up. And the first thing I noticed is that there was glue above my inspection sticker. And I told him, I pointed out to him, and his first words were, oh, no, you're not going to make me do that again. And I said, yes, because that's not what I paid for. Right. So that's why we're here today. Okay. What is this a picture of? What am I looking at there? Those are all air bubbles around the windows and the windshield. So then and what I, is this, I, this white stuff I'm seeing you're saying is glue? Glue and scratches and bubbles. So you tell him, you know, this is unacceptable. And what does he say? Um, first, he told me that I, should, I, I could pop the bubbles with my nails myself. And I told him, no, that's not what I paid for. If I wanted to do it myself, I would have kept it. I would have did it myself. And then he tells me that he does not want to do the front windshield because it's too hard of a job to do. And that. Well, it, what state are you in? You're in New Jersey, right? New Jersey. You're not even supposed to be doing Correct. the front windshield. I say that to both of you. You're not supposed to have the passengers or the front windshields tinted. You can get a ticket for it. You know that, right? Correct. It's just worth the ticket, Mr. Wardock. It's just worth the ticket. Are you licensed, Mr. Aurio? Yes, ma'am. You know you're not supposed to be tinting the front window in Jersey? Everybody yes. knows that. And it's really not a question of you know, it, it affecting your vision out. It's a question of it affecting the cop's vision in. Because if it's that dark, yes. if it's too dark, they can't see what's happening when they stop a motor vehicle and it's an unsafe situation for them. So it's illegal in a lot of states. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiff is trying to get an illegal tint job and says that the defendant botched that job. Let's go back into the courtroom. You don't have a problem doing it and he doesn't have a problem paying for it. His problem is that he paid you $200 and he's showing me pictures of kind of subpar work. What's your response? I did the job the first time. And yes, uh, like he said, certain bubbles do go away, which is water bubbles and, and you know, certain little things. Um, but yet when he contacted me back, he told me, you know, uh, he was unhappy. So I redid the front windshield and two other windows. Um, it did. The job did come out a lot better. OK, yes, I did uh, um, miss a couple little little things. So then when he told me I'm still unhappy, I said, OK, no problem drop the vehicle off for the day so I can remove the tint from the front windshield and the two side windows and I will give you your full refund back because uh, I, I just had a feeling that it we weren't going to get anywhere. 
um, I guess my services were just not going to please him. So I said, okay, no problem. The day that he did drop the car off, I scheduled him in when I already had other uh, work that I was doing. So I, 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 I still put him in the schedule. I said, okay. When it was like 12, 1230, he called me telling me, where's my vehicle? I said, I'm going to pull your vehicle in in a matter of a few minutes. And that's when, you know, he got a, a little bit on the angry side. And uh, he told me, do not touch my vehicle. And I said, okay, so you tell me how that little last encounter happened, Mr. Wardock, according to you. Yeah. I tried to get him several times to redo the windows. He did not want to do it. He kept on complaining, saying it was too hard, it was too hard, it was too hard. So I finally get him on the phone to set up another date and time. I drop off my car at 9.45 in the morning. He said he's going to the dealership to pick up an antenna for a vehicle that he was working on. It is 2 o'clock. I have to pick up my daughter from school. I call him, and he's like, oh, I have not brought your car, and I just got back from the dealership. I said, you know what? Your customer service is subpar. Your work is beyond subpar. I Don't touch my car. Leave it there. I'll be by to pick it up. And that was it. I did not want him touching my vehicle because he was not a person of his word, and he can't even do the job that he tells people he does right. Well, on that day, was he going to do it? What, what's your testimony about what was supposed to happen that day? Was he supposed to be ripping out the tents, or was he supposed to be doing the job a third time? No, no, no. I did not want him doing it a third time. He was supposed to take them off and So he was just money. supposed to take his I, tents off your car? Yes. Yes, the first time okay. I took my car Okay, what have you done there, with the car hours. since then now? Nothing. I left it the way it was because I was waiting for court because I didn't want right. to rip off the evidence because this way you can see all the bubbles and glue and stuff like that. Well, I'm I not going to your house. The pictures done. will do fine. Well, I mean, I got, I got my other vehicle done last week, and a gentleman only took him an hour to do my whole car, and there's no air bubbles. So, I mean... Yeah. Mr. Mr. Aurea, the guy leaves it there at 945. According to him, it's 2 o'clock. Either way, if what you're doing is parting ways, how much, how many more times does a guy have to bring, you know, you kind of inconvenienced him terribly. I'm looking at the pictures. It's not like his word against yours about what kind of job you did. This cannot be your best work. It can't because you would never stay in business like that. So he's showing me that it is, in fact, not great work. And then he leaves it with you for hours waiting for you to just rip off the tent. And it's not it's still not good enough. How many times does he have to go over there and leave his car there and be without a car for hours and hours and hours? I mean, you know, enough's enough, man. Pay the guy back. Two hundred dollars verdict for the plaintiff and and your court costs, of course. You got to pay the guy. And no, I'm not going to make him go back there a fourth time. Mr. Arriot's too bad. So sad. I I got a feeling he's going to rip him off anyway, but I don't really care whether he does or not, because enough's enough. Two hundred dollars plus your court costs verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you, Your Honor. <laughs> so the plaintiff prevails. He will get his money back. Mr. Ario, let me just ask you, the judge really thinks you did a lousy job. She wasn't too complimentary for you. Would you agree you did a, a subpar job? What do you think? Nope. Nope. This huh? is the first time I ever got a complaint in the business that I've been since 2013. All right. You also agreed to do the windshield, the front windshield. You know it's against yes. the law. Don't you? And I did tell him that it was against the law. Two front windows and the front windshield is very illegal. And I told him, he said, I don't care. All my cars get tinted. So he breaks the law all the time. All righty. Well, you lost the case. So sorry about that for you. Mr. Wardak, your, your 
obviously yes. feeling much better now, right? Well, yeah. I mean, justice, justice prevailed. The pictures proved everything. This guy was a clown. I mean, he's filled with bubbles, just like his tent. What do you expect? The guy says no one complained. Maybe they're not looking close enough. Maybe he should find another job. So you're still going to get your front windshield tinted? No, I won't. No, I'll just get darker right. sunglasses. <laughs> okay, good for you. Interesting case. All right, you get your $200 back. Now let's see what the judges think. So the defendant in this case wants him to return the window tint so he can give him the money back. That's kind of like you didn't like your spray tan. I have to rub it off of your body and take <laughs> you it back on the rag. And then you then. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the guy, the guy did bring it back. It was right. there for hours, whether it was there for three hours or six hours. It was still there for hours. Get to it. Get, exactly. You know. And hey, window tints are they're illegal on the windshield in New Jersey, right? Yeah. And uh, certainly in most states or in a lot of states. A lot of states. But as you said, the police don't like them one bit, do they? No, they don't like them one bit. It's a danger for them. They don't like them, and that's why it's illegal in a lot of places. Oh, and by the way, that guy is going to tint his front window. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, a friend had to postpone her October wedding reception due to COVID-19. The photographer wants more money for the new 2021 date. Can he change his fee? Well, I think it all gets reset. So if the wedding gets canceled and it's 2021, it's a new contract and he can ask what he wants. We'll see you next time.